What is boiling, my dumplings? It's your chef de cuisine, Wolf the Dog. And I am pinching dough like a mad dog so I can provide sustenance to all my glorious fans. Hope y'all like that boiled dough with some mayonnaise inside. And I am cooking it up live from 694.2 PTBP, the only radio station to win a Michelin star by force. This episode's Howlin' with Wolf is from at Men from Maryland, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod. The sixth best thing you can do with your fingers. They write, The network has been compromised. Root access granted. The reality we know, or knew, is DDoSed and held by dark matter. All bow, the new pseudo is here. This exploit is sticking around. Patch Tuesday? Colonel Panic. Your disc is spinning fast and you can't dump the RAM. Unplug yourself and pray. Silas Cole is here to fuck up your day. Sysadmin, what the fuck did you just make me read? If this is about computers again, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed off. Remember, if you want to write up something for your cream-filled doughy wolf to howl, tag at Pretending Pod on the internet, or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please? If you're one of the blessed angels or demons who make a post, forget the ohm. I just want to say, T-Hanks. Thanks. I don't want to be cast away in a green mile of thick woods, sullying the forest with my gump. I want to be big. Now on to the next thing I do. It's time for the news of the world. Last time, Don D. Pettimore was confronted with the fact that his nephew is a non-human being that currently resides inside its own daddy, Don's brother. This was after John, as always, forgot that not everyone already understands his current condition. Jack explained, he was searching for the door out of this place. Keith promised Leo they'd come back for him to take him away from this existence. Don admitted he came to this plane through his Nike bag, the same one he used as Agent Victor to dispose of an unnatural rotary phone that supposedly healed anyone of anything. John gained a new understanding of his abilities in this setting, and he dissipated an opening into the wall of this junk room where Keith claimed a rope bridge connected and led to a second stilted bunker. The group decided to call the number of the rotary phone, and they heard a ring from across the oily, colorful bridge inside this duplicate fort. The entire party witnessed a dreadful sight as Keith, Don, and Jack all walked out onto the Bridge of Spies. Boom! Another Tom Hanks reference at the buzzer. Now listen here. No. Closer. Closer. Get incredibly close, so this one is extremely loud. This track is in a league of its own. It's Dragon in 3 with What Kind of World Are You Living In?
everybody out there pretending to be listening, we're pretending to be people, and you are getting ready for another crazy episode. My name is Zach, and I am your handler, not your best friend, not your dad, not your dungeon master, just giving you the handler, handler, hand, handy, giving you handle, hand, I'm the hand, I'm here with my second, third, fourth and 17th best friends and uh uh, how are you guys doing am i 17 (laughs) if you have to ask (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing okay how are you doing zach yeah doing pretty good i'm i'm really sad oh no i was trying to cover it up by by really being like overhyped in the intro but Bud, um, what's got you down? My butt turned green. Oh, your butt turned green. You hate to hear yeah, it. Yeah, the whole thing. Is it mad? It's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> My ass Envious is green ass. with envy. Who's it jealous of, or what is it jealous of? Uh, <laughs> apples. How many apples could you fit in there? Inside or just within the cheeks? Because I think just within the cheeks. I could get two, but I don't think Put any are going in my stay actual standing asshole. Up. Oh, standing up for sure. I mean... Yeah. Wow. I don't think I could get any unless I could use like the stem and the stem was nice and long. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> like an apple tree branch filled with mini apples. You could just <laughs> drag them along like a dog. <laughs> can I like chew... Can I like bite the apple like into a shape that might be more fitting? <laughs> Um, as long as you put the whole thing in you, you can slice it up. Okay. Okay. Do I get to eat it? Right. Any, any, any part you slice off does have to go up there. Yeah. The whole thing has to. <laughs> you guys know when you're eating an apple and you bite down where the skin meets the flesh, like the, the, the inside and the skin yeah. just goes right up in between your That's teeth. That's awful. Um, no. Yeah. Try not to think about that with your butt instead of your mouth, huh? But your butt doesn't have huh? teeth, though. I'm doing this new thing where I say, huh? I like that new thing you're doing, Zach. Huh? Uh, your butt doesn't have teeth? <laughs> this is a good introduction to the podcast. Again, right up on that microphone. <laughs> Thomas, I can't hear your sadness if you don't get up. <laughs> I'm sad about the way you chose to start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a better? Do you have? Do you have an idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could just be our normal bullshit, but maybe you don't talk about uh, shoving apples up your ass. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't start that. Yeah, we don't. It it all happened so quick. No one knows who started it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't talking about shoving apples up our assholes? exactly what our normal intros are like (laughs) we've probably already done this one (laughs) okay what do you want to talk about putting up our buttholes well i don't know if you guys have heard about the fuck barrel but Uh, save it for save it for the den of sin baby save it the patreon people know know what the fuck barrel is all about yeah they do are they gonna have uh like early access to buy it before the general public they're gonna have a lot of access Oh hell yeah! <laughs> ah, the bridge. I jump off the bridge back to safety. 
Ah, the bridge. <laughs> Take, Take it to the, the bridge. bridge. <laughs> 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 uh, you got some like the last episode ended on a um, a bit of a cliffhanger, and so kind first, pun I need stealth rolls. Yes, yeah, slight slight pun intended, I suppose. Yeah. I need stealth rolls from Clark Bishop and John Lee Kevin Moore because they were trying to avoid being seen by a pair of children, the Littles, Aiden and Alice, who uh, they had one interaction with previously. Yeah, we got them uh, sucked up into into this world through a vacuum. <laughs> Am I close enough to hear him say this? No, this is his own internal narration as he... <laughs> as he ex- he's just reminding himself. <laughs> yes, he, he's, he's reminded himself uh, as he expertly avoids uh, identification by these children with a 39 on a 50. Oh, well done. Unfortunately, Clark... Clark is, like, peeking his head out and, like... What? What are we trying to avoid being seen by? Because <laughs> he rolled a 65 on a 30. <laughs> hey, look, it's those kids. <laughs> hey, look over there. And he's pointing. <laughs> Aiden and Alice Little are looking back up at Clark Bishop, who's hanging out, uh, <laughs> hanging out Beatles style of this doorway. And they both give you the, uh, the who, who's the meet the Fockers dad? Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, that's what I know him from best. Uh, he's giving you the best, like, Robert De Niro pointing two fingers at their eyes, these little twin children eyes, and then pointing those same two fingers right up at Clark Bishop. John Lee Pettymore still has Clark's uh, compact, and he's, like, watching that over his shoulder. <laughs> and, he, and that, well, that's exactly, he, he, he just gives a big, ooh. <laughs> How old are the kids? Oh, they're children. Okay, that's as specific as you got. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think Good I ever me. said maybe like uh, anywhere between ten and twelve, so eleven. Side. Damn, that's getting into like <laughs> capable rascal territory. Oh, hundred percent. Way more. Like these are these might be like pretty crafty little bastards and i was kind of picturing like much younger children that we could just kind of you know put push off the bridge or something but uh, i'm little. really glad i'm really glad they didn't see me they are standing on a boat <laughs> did you say they're both little that's funny um because their last name is little so the boat that is made of this inky darkness that's super colorful has been written on with the the shimmering silver sea seemingly uh, it, there are there are shiny numbers all over the whole of the boat, and it is the numbers that spell overseer. And the figurehead of the vessel is a young man with curly black hair who Don uh, is seemingly recognized. Uh, you could see it in his eyes. And, th- I mean, this dude is being melted continuously about from the waist down as he's halfway in the water and his mouth has been steeled shut as well and he's just like 
he's just crying uh, and, and screaming out in, in endless pain. And Julie Maxwell uh, was wearing a hospital gown. Couldn't help but notice uh, when I when I said that she had a massive gash running down her forehead. Thomas was <laughs> cackling a little bit. <laughs> Before you said running down her forehead, there was a pretty big pause when you just said she has a massive gash. <laughs> and it made me laugh. Running down her forehead. <laughs> it made me laugh. In between her eyes. Uh, her nose is missing, and she smiles with no teeth or lips on one full side of her face. You think doo doo her face being smashed. Hey, Zach, doo-doo. you just said doo doo. <laughs> doo doo her face <laughs> smash. <laughs> I have to pile on that particular thing, but what's this about her doo doo gash? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she is missing like half of her face, and that side that is missing the teeth and lips has an eye. There's an eyeball there. That part isn't missing, but across her face on the other orbital socket, which don't, if you're at home, don't Google orbital socket or orbital socket oozing that's it, it but this one is oozing with this dark substance is pouring out okay so her head snaps forward and a metal sphere climbs out like a massive spidery tendrily metal thing just like pulls itself up out of the body of julie maxwell and continues to hold that body at the end of one of its tendrils as one of the other ones lashes out and rips at the bridge that wow. Keith Bishop... Nope. Vic Whoa. <laughs> you gave it away. You gave away the big secret <laughs> we've been keeping this whole time. We were all brothers. Carnival I'm brothers. my own grandpa. <laughs> Uh, in this world, all it takes to get married is to uh, share a microwaved meal on the same recliner. <laughs> so you guys are technically married. Yep. Okay. So this thing just like uh, it plants some of its some of its uh, legs down into the boat, and then one of them rips out at this rope bridge that's made out of this same dark and colorful material. And Keith Beans and Jack Russell. And who is the third person who is out on that bridge? It's oh, me. that's right. It's Don D. fucking Pettymore. The three me. of you are out on this bridge. Uh, what are you doing as the metal tendril rips down in between the three of you and this stilted room that Clark Bishop and John Lee Kevin Moore are inside. How far away are we? Okay, so the bridge is 10 yards, okay. and you're about five yards into it. So you're like exactly halfway. Also, give me a, uh, your dexterities. Mine is 55. Same. I got a 60. 60 as well. Okay, so we'll do the order is Keith, Clark, Don. John. Don John. Don John. Great movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah? You you love film? <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a cinema enthusiast. <laughs> Don John's probably my favorite. 
just has a lot to say. Not a lot of people get it. Not a lot of people get it, yeah. but it actually has a lot of really insightful things to say. Kind of turns the whole gender thing on its head. Yeah, it's real subtle. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the white man to do that. Yeah, did you know that was actually Joseph Gordon-Levitt the whole time? <laughs> Which is crazy. Oh wait, he was Don John. Yes, the whole time. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, see, like I said, you could just you always find out new things about that movie. So if you like consider yourself a film buff, check out Don John. All the stunts in the movie he did for the most part. That's crazy. He actually cleaned an apartment as a man. Yeah. <laughs> he did not have a stunt double. Wow. Keith, you are in the middle of this rope bridge. Five yards to your left is the second large stilted room that you have not been to. There's a hatch that is just right there five yards away. And five yards on your right, on the other side, you see this John made hole and you see John kind of hiding. His back is turned. He's looking through a compact as Clark is hanging his head out and kind of waving at some children who are on this boat. What do you do? Above 50, I jump to the hatch. Below 50, I jump back to the John made hole. 87, I jump to the uh, hatch. Okay, make a dexterity. 10 on a 60. Well done, well done. Okay, fantastic. So uh, you are running, running, running as this bridge is falling out beneath you, and you are going to be able to make a leap without falling to your likely demise. Good thing you passed that rule. Oh, yeah, good thing. Clark, what are you doing? So the bridge is collapsing from the point that I'm standing, right? Correct. Like the bridge part that is nearest you is going to fall. You're not sure whether or not it will go into the water, but if I said earlier that the bridge is 10 yards long and from one of the stilted hatch doors of the room down to the shining, shimmering, silver sea, uh, I think I said that was maybe 10 yards, 15 yards, but it definitely wasn't less than 10 yards. And so if you're like holding on to the rope bridge, then you'll probably be safe from falling into the not ocean. But I'm not on the bridge itself though, right? I'm, I'm still in Certainly this not. No, I was just trying to room. give you an idea of like what it looks like as it's happening. So I don't, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I have an action here. I, I, I want to stay on this side of the place because I'm thinking about the boat that is still docked on our side Mm -hmm. he's not gonna like run out there i guess oh we're in a room filled filled with junk right yes uh i'll i'll see if anything catches my eye that could be helpful in this situation maybe like bed sheets or something i don't know 100 percent uh i rolled a 50 on a search and that's not good. I've got a 20 insert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as as you're looking through, um, you you find pillowcases. <laughs> it's it's like bed sheets, but worse. <laughs> it's worse than what you were looking for. <laughs> These will work. <laughs> <laughs> Don D. Pettymore, you're up. Don D. Pettymore is going to like scramble. Because the, the one we were going to is where the telephone was ringing, correct? That is correct. Yeah. And that is where Keith is like sprinting towards yeah. very like agilely running across this bridge that is currently falling. Yeah, I will I will also like scramble that way. Okay, roll dexterity or athletics. Oh, my athletic. Uh, nope. Dexterity it is. 
I got a 54 out of 55. Oh. Oh, nice. shit. Nice. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Uh, so you are going to be able to, to make the jump as well. At the beginning of your next turn, you're going to be able to make that jump. Uh, <laughs> uh, John, you see Clark digging through uh, and finding pillowcases. What are you doing? <laughs> How close is the, uh, is the boat to us? And the, specifically the John made hole? Picture it like a triangle. Uh, you are 10 yards away from the hatch that is across, and then yeah. you are 10 yards away from the boat that the is boat. an equilateral triangle. I see that there. everybody else who's out there on the bridge is currently running to the other bunker, correct? Yeah, Jack Russell hasn't gone yet, so he hasn't moved because that's how games work in real life, too. Mm-hmm. So, but the other two are certainly <laughs> running away from you. The John, just uh, I want to just start like closing the John made hole. <laughs> Rad. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, uh, roll unnatural. 39 on a... More than that. More than that. One of these days, you're going to fail that roll. Oh, there, I see it. 67. Describe it. He he looks like he's frantically, like, trying to mop up a mess with his hands. He doesn't make, like, a good or, like, it doesn't look like a man-made solid wall like it might have before. You can actually see, like, his fingerprints and stuff as he just, like, quickly goo-clayed it back <laughs> into solid. That's super cool. That's, I, I can picture it. <laughs> And he leaves a tiny little peephole (laughs) so they can see what's going on. Incredible. Incredible. Okay, so as you're looking through this tiny little peephole, you're probably the only one who sees Jack Russell. I'm going to do the same role that Luke did. Above 50 goes towards them. Under 50 tries to go back where he came from, which is now (laughs) closed. I rolled a 94. And so he's going to take off running to follow Keith and Don. And he rolls a 10. So Jack Russell is going to run along. So the three of you, picture it like uh, I'm picturing a Wes Anderson framing of this scene because it's, it's very flat. You know, you've got this endless background behind you, but then you have two identical stilted rooms on either side of the frame, 10 yards above this silver sea that just goes on endlessly into the background. And then there's a bridge hanging in the middle. Jack, Don, and Keith are sprinting to the right uh, as the bridge collapses from the left. And as they run, the three of them kind of jump out. And I'm picturing kind of a railing going around the outside on this one, maybe. And so Keith is able to make the leap and hopefully grab on. So Keith, go ahead and roll as... You see behind you this giant ball. After it, uh, after it crashes down, John, you can see this too through your through your thimble-sized hole. A little smaller. Oh, I got tiny thimbles, dude. And so, <laughs> I just don't want your spider <laughs> thing poking one of its legs through it. I'm trying to head off that eventuality. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me how big my hole was. <laughs> How many apples can fit through it? And so you... <laughs> can you chop them up? We can talk about that on pretending to be people after dark. <laughs> <laughs> 
this uh, these metal tendrils move into the shimmering sea. They're planting themselves into this silvery ocean, and you hear a noise. And you see this; these tendrils are all the same texture. It's this shiny, shiny metal. Uh, it's like the same texture, but a solid of the ocean that is uh, that is out there. And you hear this like. And you think that it is coming from the ball. It is like reverberating this noise through the world that you're in. Does it sound like a person going re 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 or is it actual like metallic sounds? It is metallic sounding. However, it does sound like the vocalizations of an entity. Um, can you roll intelligence for me? Can I roll on that? Yeah. Since I'm looking out the window. I, I failed a 60 on a 55. I passed a 54 on a 60 or a 75. John, as you're actually looking at this thing, uh, you're seeing it's like kind of stilted movements of the ball as the this noise is coming out of it, seemingly. Not only do you realize that even in ball form, you would still be able to speak and vocalize just like this thing is. Uh, and it might sound like a little metallic, but it would be your voice. And this thing's voice sounds animalistic. And taking that idea one step further, you think that this ball might have been inside an animal for the past who knows how long. It's the raccoon. And that's why it speaks like this. Holy shit. It's a, it's a feral ball. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a rabid ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dope. Yeah, so John like looks back at uh, Clark, who's frantically gathering pillowcases, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, quick update. Door's closed. We got a peephole. That ball is some kind of feral ball. <laughs> so, so we probably don't need these uh, these pillowcases then. I, I, I don't really know where I was going with that anyway. Uh, and you drop some. It can't. I mean, it can't hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh? Oh, oh. Gather some back up. <laughs> Find uh, a sharpie in here, and you could draw a little face on it, and then that could be your mask from those kids. <laughs> You know, you give it like glasses and grumpy eyebrows and a big beard, and then they won't—it won't look like Clark. They're kids; they wouldn't—they—they they wouldn't know exactly. They're stupid idiots. Yeah, they're yeah. just a couple morons. You know, so <laughs> Keith, roll athletics or dexterity in order okay. to reach out and grab ninety-three. <sighs> On what though? A sixty. Oh. <laughs> One hundred. I have a hundred decks. <laughs> you know how Jack Keith is. You know, yeah, you know how Keith was always darting off to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Every four years, he was really busy. I know this isn't the rules, but can I do a saving throw? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, no. So <laughs> you <laughs> fall. He could spend luck. Oh, I there's I don't. Ooh. Well, how much luck do I have? That would be a lot of luck, huh? Is it? It's not luck. Luck doesn't start over with a new sheet, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Okay, you begin falling. Do you want to describe it? Yeah, I am running along the bridge and then obviously start to lose footing and I like jump and I smack my arms on where like the railing is. This room is hot. This area is pretty hot, right? Because of the we melted ocean. We have not talked about the temperature. Well, how would you describe the temperature in this room? It is exactly room temperature. Oh, well, I'm just sweaty because I'm nervous and my hands hit the bars. I grab on just for a second, like try to pull myself up and then slip off and start falling. <laughs> so John, looking through the people, relays that back to Clark. He's like, Clark, you know you know how every time you go to shake Vigna's hands, they're a little bit sweaty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that just got the best of them. Uh, we might have to open this hole back up. He slipped off the bridge there. <laughs> Is he in the in the in the molten? Is he in the sea? Is he gone? He's slowly falling towards it as you guys are talking. <laughs> it seems like he's almost moving in slow motion. <laughs> We're just waiting for an action to be taken. I'm never gonna like tell you to not talk, you know, in character. It's like uh, it's always what I want, so I'm never gonna cut you off. Just imagine that it's happening really fast and everything else, action-wise, very slow. So, John, what's your theory about what's going on here exactly? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, actually. I've got no fucking clue, man. I was going to ask. I was wrong. I too. will cut you off. Clark Bishop, it's your turn. What do you do? I mean, I got nothing. Uh, I mean, can I keep searching for a thing that's 10 yards long? I don't know how to save a guy that's falling 10 yards away from me. Hey, I mean, Joe, you probably don't know how to save someone that far away, huh? Yeah. Remember, guys, how I'm doing the huh thing? Huh? How to save a <laughs> life. Huh? Huh? Uh, so, yeah, Keith is in the fray falling down, <laughs> and uh, Clark, Clark is uh, looking, <laughs> looking through. Man, you could really, I mean, a cable car oh! would be able to. Here's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to look for something big and flat that might float down there, and I could try and throw it under Keith to Genius. like nice stop his fall. This is a, I don't know a multi a multi roll maneuver maybe. Uh not one. It's an ot one. No way. <laughs> it's an ot one. The green dice or what I <laughs> fuck roll. Yes, Hell dude. Yes, dude. Joe just always has one set of dice <laughs> sitting on an op one, so that <laughs> just he can the camera dude, down. <laughs> I've been waiting for two years for this. <laughs> fuck yes, dude. Okay, cool. Well, what do you find? What's the perfect? What's the perfect item? Uh, I mean, uh, an old door is what I came to mind. I'm picturing Titanic. I don't want to throw this this lifeboat of a door down there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You find an old door. It looks really light. I hold it up and show John. John! And I'm trying to motion that I'm wanting to throw it out. If you start throwing it at the end of your turn, I will, at the start of my turn, open up the, the door again and hope to time it right so it just sails right on through. <laughs> yeah. John says that with his eyes and so... <laughs> yeah, Clark begins throwing. <laughs> Thomas just looked into the camera with big <laughs> eyes. <laughs> we gotta, yeah. Man, this is such a cool idea. It's a shame Keith's gonna fall right into the water at the beginning of his next turn. All right, so it is Dawn's turn. 
Am I rolling to, to grab? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever you want to do. Keith, uh, you see Keith ahead of you is uh, slipping and, uh, and, and falling. Are you going to just grab two-handed onto the railing? Can I do a special maneuver right now? I love it when you ask that. Uh, I consent. Don D. Pettymore, seeing this Keith fella falling in front of him, I guess in slow motion as I'm also jumping. <laughs> like, I love thinking of... It's very anime of us to have all of us thinking yeah. very complete sentences while all this action's <laughs> happening. Like having full conversations somehow in like a two second span. He starts chanting to himself, Visa girl, Visa girl, Visa girl, over and over again. Okay, go ahead and roll dexterity to grab on. Oh my God. got a 24 on a 55. Oh, hell yeah. Do you want to describe uh, grabbing onto this railing, Justin? Yeah, I I just, uh, well. I fucking grab it. Yeah, I fucking (laughs) grab it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I do what Keith did, except I succeed. (laughs) (laughs) And I I light a cigarette in my mouth while I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in slow motion okay rad uh john roll a natural john compelled as if it's it's almost like he's sharing a will with clark he just knows to go to the door and he rolls a 64 on a 67 and just in Ooh. time he, yeah. he, he, he like you. he slides his hand like down the door and uh or down the wall <laughs> And a door-sized yes. slot just, like, opens right as the door goes flying through. Oh, my God. Yes. It's fucking incredible. I am not going to lie. I was very much looking forward to <laughs> Clark just throwing a door into the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Donk. Donk. What are you that for, Clark? <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. I'm glad you guys are, like, succeeding. I guess. That, I mean, yeah, you've never seen uh, John's eyes so big, and he's just like is staring at Clark in disbelief. As this door flies through this little door-sized slot in the wall and begins making its way down to the water under Keith Vigna, Jack Russell is going to roll a knot seven. And <laughs> he grabs on directly next to... It's it's like um, we get a, we get another shot of what just happened of the three men running and jumping where Keith goes, hits, falls, and immediately Don grabs. And then immediately Jack Russell grabs right next to Don. And so the two of them are hanging from this railing. Jack Russell is just pulling himself up going, oh, this is fucking shit. And he's like trying to pull himself up. And Don is a chanty, chanty boy. Below the ball, you see these two twins, one with a bowl cut, the other one with a pigtail. They're wearing overalls. Each of them has a massive smile on their face, and they reach in to their little pockets in their overalls, and they each pull out a lollipop. I think I just pissed myself. That was scary. can you imagine the ball it's tendrils finding support in the 
silvery, shimmery sea, making this weird like <coughs> noise is going to fling some of the melting steel with one of its tendrils. It's going to splash. Oh shit. And it rolled a 23, like Michael Jordan. You never wanted to get in the pool with Michael, all-time greatest splasher. Yep. And <laughs> he could do the thing where he puts his hands and squeezes them and it shoots right at your face. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I do. My dad did that shit all the time. Yeah. Michael Jordan was the Scottie Pippen of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the splash is timed perfectly. And this door made out of this uh, black texture, this colorful black texture, flying perfectly through the air to save Keith Vigna from falling into this metal, gets completely engulfed. This melting steel wraps itself around this door and it is no longer the liquid that it was previously. It is a now a metal door and the metal door falls hits the ocean and begins sinking as keith vigna falls keith your feet hit first i was gonna say is there any way that my cargo shorts could act as parachutes in this crazy world we're in right now (laughs) to to slow my fall just a little bit in this crazy messed up world we're in. <sighs> he can't tell if that's better than the fact that he was about to kill you. <laughs> Let's take a vote, Joe, Thomas, Justin. If the cargo shorts can become parachutes. <laughs> I'll close my eyes so that I don't know who voted for what. Yeah, put a thumbs up. Put a thumbs up if you think that Keith touches down into the metal sea. And put a thumbs down if you think uh, parachute shorts. All right. It's been decided. (laughs) Keith, your feet touch first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The pain is unimaginable. It is the hottest It's giving off no temperature change to the air around it, but as your toes dip in, you can't feel anything at all. And your mind goes completely numb, and there's just this piercing noise going through the back of your head, just this. The shock immediately changes as the rest of you slowly, slowly, agonizingly melts into this ocean. Up to your knees now, your shins are fully melting. You don't even know what it would be like inside of your shorts, but you think your legs might just not even exist anymore. You're just becoming part of this ocean itself and your stomach hurts. Your mouth immediately has the taste of metal inside of it, blood and metal, and you can smell butter. Smells like butter? That's weird. What do you scream out as your torso begins? Don, use the phone on me! 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. And you will continue melting in on your next turn. And by the end of your next turn, you will be fully submerged in the shimmering silver sea. Clark Bishop, it's your turn. <laughs> Clark Bishop, come on down. Everything going good out there? <laughs> Did he land on the door? It sounds uh, That was good timing with you opening up that. We got you him, You know, right? uh, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. High five me, man. John Keith. weekly high fives you. <laughs> Every week. This is our weekly high five. It may or may not be about what just happened with Keith, which may or may not have been successful. I may, may, I may or may not have just seen one of the most horrific things I could ever hope to imagine, as he may or may not have melted into the ocean. And Keith is just screaming at the top of his lungs until it gets to his lungs, and then it's just gurgles. Keith, everyone knows you're in over your head, over your head. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's so excited that we he got caught by the door. He's so excited. He's screaming for joy, right? That's... Clark, at the end of the day, it was a great throw. You did your bit as good as anyone could have asked you, but unforeseen circumstances came up, and and now he's being swallowed into that that goo there. I I can smell him cooking from here, actually. Is that what that that butter toast thing is? Yeah, yeah, that's his his blubber. He was, you know, he was an inside boy. Not fat, but certainly not fit. Is, can we do anything? He's. Are you telling me that Keith's dead? No, he's at. You can look out the hole. You can see him dying out there and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> this is still your turn, so any idea oh, you have oh, is, is we good still, as. We still, <laughs> we still got time. We still got time. And Clark is going to search through this magical room one more time for something long that he can throw out there to maybe pull him in <laughs> with. You find a door. No, go ahead and roll search. I've been looking through this room to find helpful things. God damn it, I can't find anything. It's an 82. (laughs) There's so much junk in here, but it's also useless. You find a putter. (laughs) How about this? How about this? A putter. Is it long enough? (laughs) He just wang him on the head. Hit him in the head. (laughs) Don, use the owl phone on me. All right, good turn. Uh, Don D. Pettymore. Don is going to continue his chant. Can you give me that one more time? Visa girl. Visa girl. Visa girl. That was three times. Because <laughs> you're special to me. Oh, thanks, number 17. Damn it! LAUGHTER <laughs> I don't have 17 friends. All right. And so. (laughs) Yeah. You were all fools to worry. (laughs) So Don is hanging. And as he's hanging, his chant begins reverberating through this entire place. You all feel yourselves freeze both in space and in time as the world begins to rewind. 
Oh my god. You feel yourselves moving backwards, making the exact same movements, only this time in reverse. Clark sets a putter down on the floor in the piston bunkyard. Keith screams out. His legs exist once again. His stomach is content. The taste of blood in his mouth vanishes, and the smell of butter melts away. His feet lift up out of the endless ocean of pain, and the shock dissipates. A shiny metal door emerges from out of the shimmering silver sea and flings off its steel covering to reveal a colorful black texture. The little twins put lollipops back in their wrappers and into their overalls. The unnaturally hued door sends a spray of liquid metal toward the feral ball that inhabited Julie Maxwell and then flies back up into the junkyard bunker just as John closes a hem-made hole in the wall. Clark catches the door and promptly places it under some junk on the floor. Keith's body ascends toward the second stilted bunker's hatch, and his sweaty hands grab and immediately release the railing as he is thrust backwards onto the rising bridge. And time freezes once again, before suddenly stumbling forward in its typical intoxicated manner, and Keith leaps toward the hatch reaches out for the railing and we'll hear that roll on the next episode I <laughs> uh, fail oh, well, then it just happens again okay yeah. oh, should I crit fail? Uh, it was a 48 on a 60 just so you know oh then we learn now <laughs> I thought you were gonna, just going to end it right there Keith grabs onto the hatch opens it Grabs the phone, saves everyone in the world, and podcast over. <laughs> I'm glad you Good wrote game. That. Thank you Good very much. So That's well. the end. Good game. Good, Good game. That was wild. That was a great ending. Good round. Do you guys want to play again? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like uh, you mean like I season two? Season two? Yeah. What if we just played this again? Let's just do this again. Yeah. Let's just start. I bet you guys would do better. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking right off the bat, Maggie. It's your birthday. You're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs>